Hello and welcome to the Rare Disease Cell and Gene Therapy Monthly Roundup. Every month, we at Partners for Access bring to you some of the most important news developments in the orphan drug cell and gene therapy world and what they mean to you. Hello everybody, my name is Richard Wang, a Senior Analyst at Partners for Access and today I'm joined by my colleague Adama Nozi and we're going to talk about emerging access pathway through hospital exemption which allows local production of advanced therapeutical medicinal products exempt from marketing authorization. So Adama, what exactly is hospital exemption? So normally to get treatments to patients through the traditional pharma model, Drugs must first be assessed by regulatory bodies to get marketing authorization. But through the hospital exemption EU regulation, hospitals can locally manufacture these ATMPs like CAR-Ts without central marketing authorization from the EMA, as long as it's done on a non-routine basis and in the same member state. Okay, so why does something like hospital exemption exist? Why do we need this alternative access pathway? There's a number of reasons. The biggest is to address unmet need for patients. So by granting hospitals the ability to make these autologous ATMPs in-house, patients have access to innovative treatment when no centrally authorized product is presently available. That could be because it's not available in that country at the time, or it could just be in a rare disease area that pharma is finding commercially unattractive. On top of that, it makes ATMPs more affordable for healthcare systems. And by making these therapies, close to or in the same place where they treat the patients, it simplifies the supply chain and speeds up treatment timelines. Okay, so it seems to me like some treatments could really benefit from being produced at a local level then, especially in terms of simplifying and speeding up treatment timelines, as you mentioned, from a logistic point of view. And certain medicines come to mind, such as personalized medicines benefit more from hospital exemptions. Would you agree? Yeah, so CAR-Ts are a good example. In Spain, they have a CAR-T therapy called RE0001. It ended up being the first CAR-T therapy completely developed in Europe to gain approval from a, natural, a national regulatory agency, that being the Spanish Agency of Medicines and Medical Devices. And it was approved for use under hospital exemption in the treatment of leukemia. And these cells were developed locally in hospital clinic in Barcelona. And because it was done in hospital, they found that treatment delivery could be reduced to two weeks from the original four they were able to adapt the treatment based on patient characteristics at the time, and they were able to lower manufacturing costs. And as a result of this kind of success, researchers from Barcelona have been working alongside scientists from other European countries to drive local CAR-T development program. Pretty amazing. This um, hospital was able to produce this CAR-T therapy independently from pharma and ultimately even get at least a national marketing authorization. So to me, it seems like there are essentially two pathways to get novel treatments to patients, one that must go through some sort of marketing authorization, the traditional model, and another that doesn't, the hospital exemption model. And the latter to me seems to be a faster and cheaper alternative. Would this then not encroach on the traditional pharma model? Ultimately, yes. There is the concern for pharma that therapies produced under hospital exemption will lead to market fragmentation and unfair competition. A really good example of this is Condorcelect. It was a cell-based therapy used in the repair of knee cartilage, and it was one of the first autologous ATMPs to be approved in the EU. But it was actually withdrawn from the market and said to have been forced off the market by hospitals manufacturing similar therapies under hospital exemption for a fraction of the cost. It seems like hospital exemptions can really be a threat to pharma. But you mentioned earlier that 
hospital exemptions are to be used on a non-routine basis as stipulated in the EU regulations. So how is something like this able to happen? You know, what happened to Condreslec? So the EU regulation itself has very vague language that allows for countries to interpret the regulations differently. And for pharma, the concern here is that it makes hospital exemptions easily exploitable. So hospitals, academic centers, and even biotech companies could produce lower price therapies and circumvent central marketing authorization. Okay, so what are the key areas open for interpretation then? There's a few, but the biggest is there's a lack of concrete definition for the terminology non-routine basis. So this allows countries to manufacture products at a scale of their own interpretation. Some of these countries do provide clarification, but most don't. And when clarification is provided, there's no set number or formula for calculating how much or how little is considered non-routine. There's also no clear stance on if these therapies it can still be produced under hospital exemption when a commercial product becomes available, or even that it's vague on what types of organizations can hold these hospital exemption licenses. So uh, in Germany, for example, the majority of licenses are held by biotech companies, but in Spain, only hospitals can hold them. And uh, of course, there's also a lack of transparency in hospital exemption use currently. So patient safety has become a concern especially when there's even ambiguity around whether or not clinical data is required of these therapies. It seems then that hospital exemption regulations need to be clearer and more unified and potentially more restrictive, at least from a pharma perspective, in order to rein in hospital exemption use and cut down some of that competition, as, such as what happened to Chondroselect. So given all the advantages you mentioned, such as the economic and logistic benefits, especially with the success of ARI0001, would you agree that governments are more inclined to encourage hospital exemption use? Yeah, I'd say so. So in some countries, governments are actively creating national initiatives to develop hospital-made ATMPs like CAR-Ts. So Italy, for example, set up the Italian CAR-T project back in 2019. And this was a domestic project to fund CAR-T development as a part of a larger long-term plan to develop and supply CAR-T therapies, as well as other ATMPs within Italy. It had an initial budget of 10 million euros, but recently got about 60 million more. Oh, wow. So if they're putting more money into the project, I guess it's been pretty successful so far, or at least they hope for it to be successful in the future. Well, they've had some early success in February 2021, or February of this year. They announced positive results in three children with leukemia after they were treated with locally produced CAR T cells. The cells were actually produced in Rome. And uh, it's not only that governments are setting up programs to develop ATMPs, but they're also facilitating their reimbursement. So France, for example, just announced a draft of their social security bill, and they're planning to reimburse ATMPs produced on a one-off basis through hospital exemption. And the idea of the bill is to alleviate the substantial costs for healthcare facilities producing hospital-exempt ATMPs. So with all this increased government support that we're seeing, for example, this, the funding from the Italian government for CAR-Ts and this specific reimbursement pathway for hospital exemption use that we're going to expect to see in France next year. It seems like hospital exemptions are going to be used more and more. So how should pharma react to this, um, this new challenger, let's say? Yeah, so what we can learn from the examples in Spain and Italy is that hospitals are able to develop and manufacture their own therapies in full, allowing them to distance themselves from pharma. 
and it illustrates the feasibility of removing pharma as major players in ATMP development, especially when it comes to CAR-Ts. So basically, we have to understand that hospital exemption use isn't going anywhere. There's a paradigm shift happening from centralized development to decentralized, and pharma is going to have to adapt to that. It seems like this uh, going from a centralized to decentralized means of production or methodology is becoming more and more of a trend. And we're going to see more of it in the future, such as with decentralized clinical trials. But building on from that, I suppose big pharma would have a lot of expertise and resources that small hospitals and institutions wouldn't have. And it seems like they need to utilize these special expertise and redefine their role in the industry. Would you agree? So a lot of these national initiatives are actually reaching out to pharma for collaboration on things that they don't know so much about. So process standardization, how to scale out their operations, and even help in globalizing their technology. So pharma should be looking towards new models. For example, partnering with hospitals and institutes to speed up development, because while hospitals know a lot about science and innovation, they lack the knowledge that pharma has when it comes to the commercialization of these products, like you were talking about. So pharma is able to step into that role and help these institutes create these therapies and commercialize them. But beyond that, pharma can look towards things like tech transfers, product out licensing, and even just early venture capitalist investment into local hospitals or academic centers. But I think the bottom line here is that it's important for pharma to be proactive and not reactive. And that's because right now we're seeing a few forward-looking biotech stepping in to fill the gap that pharma is failing to fill. Okay, so yeah, definitely important takeaway. It seems pharma must get the ball rolling and determine how they're going to redefine position in the industry with the rise of hospital exemptions. Yeah, thank you very much, Adama, for your insights and this discussion. To those of our listeners, Partners for Access will be attending ISPO EU late November, early December, where we will have a poster presentation on this topic. Please tune in for that. And we also have a white paper on this topic coming out quite soon. So look out for that on our website and also our LinkedIn page. Again, thank you very much for listening. And that's it for this month. For more news and analysis, go to our website www.partnersforaccess.com. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to leave a review. We'd love to hear your feedback. Thanks for listening. See you next month.